Ah, yes, it is Friday, and the weekend is almost here, as Billy Joel was singing about. Our toll-free number, 866-916-3776, is the number. We would love to hear from you on this Friday morning. Here's your thought of the day. Today is a great day to learn something new. We should always learn something new every day, every single day. 434-248-0704, that's our text number. Because we, uh, we kind of learn something new sometimes with our Mind Jam trivia. This could be one of those days. Uh, today we're talking condiments. And this particular one was created by someone who was originally a plumber. There are over 70 different kinds. There is a soda flavored this way. And there is a restaurant in St. Louis that features it in every dish they serve. What are we talking about? 434-248-0704 is our number. We would love for you to uh, to venture your guess. I don't remember where I learned this, but once you said the plumber thing, I know I knew the answer. Okay. But I, I won't, I won't. Uh, you won't share? Well, I no, if share. you know the answer, don't share. Yeah. So. You could have added, um, there's a meme that says legalize it. Hmm. Okay. Haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Haven't sh- seen that. I'll show you during the break. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're talking about something that was created by a plumber. There's over 70 different types. There's a soda flavored this way and a restaurant in St. Louis th- that features it in every dish that they serve. What are we talking about this morning? We would uh, love to hear from you. I bet that's I bet that's Jeremy. I have one listener who, I mean, he gets almost every single one right it's crazy he has like a if we if we ever played trivial pursuit he would be on my team for sure he would be on my team see i need to like if i built a trivia team like i need i will handle the sports right and then i just need people to handle the rest (laughs) there's a lot of other categories though i understand that but last Uh night there was like a whole sports category i I was doing pretty i've done pretty good this week in jeopardy because they've done like the um it's like the a high school reunion so it's all the kids who were like on the high school versions but they're in college now mm-hmm. so it's like my age kind of questions so i got a lot of them this week oh but so they you were a, feeling pretty good they had a couple all sports categories and i hit those out of the park okay well i was right jeremy did get it correct because mm. he's like he's like that man he, bing, is, boom. he gets it a lot of the time uh, on this day in history, in 1876, the first phone calls made. Alexander Graham Bell calls his assistant, Thomas Watson, and says, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. And he said that, of course, to his uh, to his assistant. And it was, like, recorded and everything. So, kind of cool. 1951, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover declines a post of baseball commissioner, probably realizing they were just trying to get him out of the FBI because he was, you know, creating so much havoc there you do a better job than the guy they got now heaven heaven knows what he would have done to baseball though so there's that it couldn't get worse than rob manfred so it's okay 2015 the family of marvin gay wins a record 7.3 million dollar lawsuit for copyright infringement against robin thick and pharrell williams and uh, in case you're wondering if that was legitimate or not Here's a little sample hey, for you. Yeah. We'll start with the Pharrell Williams version. Woo! Then we'll go into the Marvin Gaye. See what you think. 
that in court i would just think that they would say yeah just go ahead and write the check <laughs> just go ahead and write the check because there's just no way you're going to come out on this one uh actress sharon stone having a birthday today she turns 65 years old actor chuck norris is turning 83 so go behind my pickup truck and pull down the tailgate for me please oh that chuck you know norris that doesn't means. have a birthday birthdays have a yearly encounter with chuck norris exactly I'm sure we'll have more Chuck Norris jokes later. Please sing your best ones in. Uh, actress Jasmine Guy is having a birthday today, turning 61 years old. I loved her when she was Whitley. Half Japanese, half black, 5'8", 119 pounds, long waist, no hips, hair in a bun, black, facial hair bleached, thin thighs, heavy ankles, no busting. The rest is a blur. <laughs> She's talking about Dwayne's girlfriend there. She barely even noticed. Uh, also having a birthday today is singer uh, Edie Brickell. She turns 57 years old. I loved this song when I got to play it new. Deep lyrics. Religion is a smile on a dog. Uh, also having a birthday today is singer Robin Thicke, who turns 46 years old. I'm not going to play uh, any of his music because I just played it a minute ago. Apparently, don't want to get sued. He had to pay up seven million dollars on his birthday. Happy birthday to you, dude! Uh, singer Carrie Underwood is having a birthday today. She is hitting 40. watch that video she's enjoying making that video maybe a little too much probably that's every every girl's dream video right there uh actress olivia wilde is having a birthday today she turns 39 years old probably best known for her role in house you're too much of a nice boy wilson let's let the bad boy out for a bit you have to go steal one dollar right now she was always offering advice uh, to Wilson. <laughs> Usually it was it was pretty good. I don't know that I would recommend stealing, though, Olivia. Come on now. A guitarist, Tom Schultz of Boston, having a birthday today, turning 76 years old. God love you some Boston. And then finally, TV personality and businesswoman Barbara Cochran of Shark Tank is turning 74 years old today. Usually she's a pretty tough cookie. In this particular episode, she was offering some uh, advice and encouragement to a young woman who had just lost a deal. Yeah. 
I can't. I didn't want you to leave here. I hope you don't mind. I didn't want you to leave here thinking that you failed. That you, you were able to stand up to everybody was remarkable. You held your cool, and you knew your numbers, contrary to what Kevin was saying. I so you should be walking out of here totally proud of who you are. Contrary to what Kevin was saying. My mom is better. She's, she comes off as, as being a very uh, encouraging woman, especially to other women, which is yeah. kind of cool, because it's not always that way. So, pretty neat. Our Mind Jam trivia today, we're talking about condiments. This item was created by someone who was originally a plumber. Uh, there are all over 70 different types. There is a soda flavored this way. Okay. Apparently, there's also an ice cream flavor coming out of it. I just, I just saw that. And there's a restaurant in St. Louis that features it in every dish that they serve. What are we talking about? We have had relish guest. We have had mustard and ketchup. We have had ranch guest. Uh, ketchup, by far, is the, the one that's been guessed the most. I mean, I guess it would be pretty easy to do that. Maybe. I don't think I would want to eat a dish made out of any one condiment uh, at a restaurant. But hey, if it works for them, good for them. Uh, we'll be back with your answer and we'll take a look at the headlines we're going to be covering this morning on the Morning Jam. Good morning to you. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Put it on your pizza, put it on your fries, drizzle it all over your chicken pot pies, ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. It's good on meat and it's good on veggies and the two or three packets inside of my spaghetti ranch dressing. I can't believe that there is a song about ranch dressing, but there is a song about ranch dressing. Uh, today, we are talking about ranch dressing. Your hints were this. Someone uh, who, the person who invented it was originally a plumber turned cowboy. Uh, there were 70 different types of ranch. There is a soda-flavored ranch or a ranch-flavored soda. And uh, there is a restaurant in St. Louis who just has an... Uh, an obsession with ranch, uh, perhaps an excessive love of ranch dressing. It's called Twisted Ranch, and everything on their menu has ranch in it. They have 23 house-made varieties of dressing, and they even make dessert with it. Now, that is, uh, that is a ranch lover, for sure. But it was first made, uh, supposedly, in 1954 at a dude ranch, and... Um, and it became so popular, he started to package up the seasonings and send it off with guests. But then the, the demand became too great. And uh, that's how everything, everything began. So there you go. I will say I make a lot of ranch dressing. There's a lot of Mama Ranch being made at, uh, or Janet Ranch, depending on who's talking about it. Oh, so you have like a homemade ranch thing? I do. I make homemade ranch, and I don't use the Hidden Valley packet either. That's not really homemade ranch. I just get Hidden Valley. Yeah, that's that's not. If but the, people are like, oh, I make homemade ranch, if, but they're buying the packet. That's not homemade. That's just the bottle before it's all put together. Yeah, you just add sour cream. Yeah, and it's still got all the... If I make um, lifted onion soup, like the French onion soup from the lifted onion packet, I'll put a little of that in there, the mm -hmm. Hidden Valley mix. 
Yeah. So. Well, I'd say mine is probably more like his original one was because it doesn't have any preservatives or anything. It's just got a bunch of different herbs and, and things like and, that. And, and Right. Dill is one of them. The dill is pretty prominent, but it has others in there as well. Uh, I mean, I'll give the recipe to anybody who wants it. All you got to do is just you know text me. I'll send it to you. But um, they do go through an awful lot of French dressing because they, it's just like the song. They put it on absolutely everything. So a little bit later on this morning, we are going to have uh, Flint Engelman in. He's with Americans for Prosperity, going to give us an update on uh, the, the some of the legislative wins uh, that we have. So he'll be bringing us that at 8 o'clock and then some of the things that we might want to be more concerned about. It is Friday, so I'm going to make it an effort to make sure I have a positive story every quarter hour just because, you know, some of the news is just really... Not good. So we're going to try to, you know, bring you some some good stories as well. Uh, we'll be getting you up to date on uh, several stories, including that shooting that took place at Miller Park. Um, and uh, there is a new uh, cryptocurrency fraud scheme that we'll tell you about later on this morning. And uh, also, we're going to answer the question, does money really buy happiness? There is a new study out that addresses that very topic. Do you think money can buy happiness? I don't know if it can buy it. It can rent it for a little while. For sure. Say, if, somebody, yeah. <laughs> if someone gives me a lot of money, I'd feel really good. At least at least for a while. Uh, I'd like to know if you all think money can uh, can uh, really buy happiness. 434-248-0704. It might rent it long enough so you can build the rest of your happiness up. Yeah, maybe. But there's certain things money cannot buy. Uh, no matter how much it, of it you have. Today is Middle Name Pride Day. Say it loud and proud. A lot of people don't like their middle name. I, I mean, mine's Lynn. Janet Lynn. It's a, it's a good Southern That's name. It's my mom's middle name. It's a good Southern name. It's a good solid name. You know, Lynn. No, my mom's Leah. Lee. I'm dumb. <laughs> Close, but no. Starts with an L. It starts with an L. Mine is Jurgens. Frederick Jurgens Lyle the Third is. Mine. It's not really. Is that really your? Yeah. Jurgens. Yeah, that's my like the name. lotion. J e r g e n s. Yep. Jurgens. Yeah. Why would I make that up? I. What? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. That. That's. That's. Okay. Well, look. There it is. Yep. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, Frederick are Jergens you Lyle are you III. like heir to the Jergens fortune? I wish. I know, right? Okay. Interesting. Uh, my dad would be hiding something from our entire family if that was the case. It's very possible. <laughs> very, very possible. Uh, so one of the other topics that we're going to be talking about this morning, um, of course, it's been International Women's Week. You know, that's been kind of a... a a big deal. A lot of people celebrating that. Uh, Biden administration kind of getting slammed. They gave out the Woman of Courage Award. Did you see that? The Woman of Courage Award. It's uh, uh, the problem was they gave it to a dude. So, yeah. A transgender woman. So, not even a woman. There were a lot of very angry, very angry women. On, I mean, a, a, a girl that 
that I know pretty well. And she always kind of keeps her cool. She doesn't, not really a cusser or anything. And she just blatantly, she posted the story and said, I've had just about enough of this BS. Only she didn't say BS. And I get it. This is a transgender woman. And she was given the award during a White House ceremony on International Woman's Day. They honored 11 in total, but they had to make sure that they got a dude in there. I am so sick and tired of women getting pushed aside and men coming in and taking over like everything. The sports, the beauty pageants, and now here we are with with this. Absolutely ridiculous. But is anybody going to say anything? Probably not. I mean, a few people will, but for the most part, no. Nope. And that's not the only thing Biden's getting uh, criticized on, either. He, uh, <laughs> he's been making more outrageous claims this week. He was doing a speech at the Finishing Trades Institute in Pennsylvania. And uh, he contrasted his campaign agenda there and um, against Republicans' priorities. He said, I just laid out the bulk of my budget. Hopefully, we're going to have an interview about that later on this morning. Republicans in Congress should do the same thing. Then we can sit down and see where we disagree. And during the speech, he called out his opposition and slammed, again, what he calls MAGA Republicans, And he said, MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police department. That is such a load of bullcrap. This is gaslighting at its worst. That did not come from the Republican Party ever. Never. And this isn't like just skewering the the truth a little bit. That is an out-and-out lie. You're either uninformed or extremely dishonest, sir. Josh Barrett said, all this president does is lie, 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 lie. Republicans never said to defund the police. We did say defund the crooked FBI until they stop attacking Americans for political retaliation. Ian Hayworth uh, tweeted, at this point, there are only two options. One, he honestly believes this stuff and therefore doesn't have a grasp on reality, or he knows he's lying through his teeth and just doesn't give a, there you go, and neither are good. Another tweet, he's basically a zombie. He has no clue what he's saying. He needs to be in a rest home. Someone said, I would not put it past uh, Brandon at this point to have Fetterman as his VP. Another tweet, dementia is so sad, yet fascinating to observe in real time. Here's another one. It's like a bad stand-up routine at this point. All you can do is laugh. Here, Fact check. Pathological, pathological liar confirmed. Have we ever had a more dishonest president than this? He, but he just gets by. Gets by with it. One thing after another, after another, after another. It is completely unbelievable to me. 
We got a caller on the line wanting to talk about uh, the casino situation in Danville. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Who's this? Uh, good morning, Janet. This is Lester. Hey, Lester. Uh, talk a little bit positive. Talk a little bit positive about the casino coming to Sin City, Danville, Virginia. Anyway, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> uh, once an old uh, preacher friend of mine was asking, asking was gambling really a Sin City? Well, you know, it's not really. But what it is, it, when you win, someone has to lose. That's what he told me. So it's, oh. it maybe somebody that can't afford, can't, somebody can't afford to lose. You know, that's so, uh, it's opening up in July, in July, my birth month. And uh-huh. uh, y'all going to come down and do a little gambling? Well, I, I expect you're going to see a lot of people from this area coming down and uh, and doing a, a okay. little gambling. I mean, I think gambling is like, is like anything. Some people can... Yeah. can handle it and some people can't i mean i i i go to the casino when i'm on a cruise and i allow myself i give myself you know 15 dollars. that's what i'll spend uh at the casino i did i sports fed all the time. and if i win i win and if i lose that's it that's all my entertainment uh once you start convincing yeah. yourself you're yeah, going to beat right. the house you've got a problem you know yeah Lester, I'm, thanks for I'm calling. Kind of looking forward to it. I yeah, mean, I think it's gonna be. Mm-hmm, I think it's gonna be yeah. good for Danville. I really do. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be I a good industry. Yeah. All right, we got to go to break. Got to go to news. But thank you for calling this morning, my okay. friend. Love Y'all to hear from the day. South Side. Uh huh. Hi, I'm Sherry Brady with Apex Home Loans. If you're looking to buy a home right now, I don't need to tell you how competitive the real estate market is. But what you may not know is how important it is to have an outstanding lender partner on your side. At Apex Home Loans, we want to be that partner for you. We are your local lending experts. We are experienced, knowledgeable, and we are available when you need us, which can be everything in this market. Things are moving fast. You need a lender who will move fast with you and one who will answer the phone on a Sunday afternoon or at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. At Apex, we know that when you're ready to put an offer in, it's not going to wait until 9 o'clock Monday morning. Call Apex now to get pre-approved so you're ready to act when the right home appears. It could happen today. Are you ready? Find us online at lynchburglender.com or call us at 434-237-1027. Again, that's 434-237-1027. Sherry Brady, NMLS ID 217258, Apex Home Loans, NMLS ID 2884, NMLS InsaneRadioDeals.com has great deals for the whole family, including two-hour passes to get Air Lynchburg for only $15.55. Plus, if you enjoy the water, Insane Radio Deals has tri-scuba classes from Aquatrek Adventures and great items from Sequest of Lynchburg. Plus, after your adventure, you can go eat at 221 Tap and Table, $50 gift cards for $37.50. Fun for the whole family at InsaneRadioDeals.com. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Rain chances through the first half of our Friday will clear out during the second half. Cool highs at 48. We'll turn blustery tonight with a low of 33. Sunshine Saturday, breezy. Highs at 55. Lows around 31 Saturday night. And on Sunday, a chance of rain, even some snow showers mixing in. High temperatures right around 43 degrees. 
Definitely a little rainy this morning. 41 degrees in Lynchburg, Bedford, Roanoke, and Salem. 44 in Danville, 40 in Amherst, and 42 in Appomattox. Right off the top is I was homeschooled the whole way through without a TV or the internet. Might want to adjust your expectations a little bit. <laughs> your boy's got some deficits, okay? <laughs> I don't know a lot of things. I like to call myself a lifelong learner because I'm pretty sure it's going to take me that long to catch up. <laughs> but when you're homeschooled, you do, you do realize pretty quickly that it's probably not going to matter how well you do. Like, even if you work really hard, graduate top of your class, like my brother did, At best, you're going to know a little bit less than your parents. <laughs> All right. That's not true. That's, that's pretty funny, though. He is funny. I will tell you, some of the most brilliant kids I've ever been around are homeschool kids. It's just crazy to me um, how, how well they do. Of course, I think the homeschool parents end up being smarter at the end of the day, too. So it's like our... Uh, it's like our thought of the day. Today's a great day to learn something new. If you're a homeschool parent, that's always the case. I promised you some uh, more positive stories. I promise I'm going to give you one every quarter hour. Uh, Lester kind of came in there at the end talking about some of the, the positive things going on, on the South Side. Uh, here is one for you. Now, we know exercise is impactful on our mental health. It's very well documented. A new study is showing that uh, making fitness a team effort bolsters benefits for children and teens. The research published in the journal found that children who participated in team sports were less anxious and depressed. They were less withdrawn than those who did not participate in sports. Conversely, those who only participated in individual sports like tennis or wrestling were more anxious and more depressed and withdrawn. So it seems like the team team sports seems to do a better job at uh, at helping with those the team the team the team it's all about the team youth participation in sports is associated with multiple benefits uh, of course physically and now mentally they're saying that it really does improve uh, the the mental health helps stave off depression um, yeah it says it doesn't necessarily make them them better or worse than individual sports Um there are a lot of sports that still have collaborative uh, aspects to them. Even things like horseback riding, skating, swimming, martial arts. It comes down to interest and preferences. So there you go. Got a caller on the line? Someone's got a question for you. All right. Good morning. You're on the morning, Jan. How Hi. You, how you doing this morning, Janet? I'm doing great. I'm about your age, so you about my age. I've been, I want to know, when did a man can have a baby? I heard that last night, a man can have a baby. What? It's the why biggest. Why did I miss that? How did I miss that? Well, uh, same way a, a man can win the International Woman's Award, I guess. Yeah, I've seen that. So do we're going to have to do that. We do Black History Month. So we're going to have to do this month, this month, where we can be taught about this too now? Uh, 
I don't know. It just looks to me like these are 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 women who aren't keeping up with their uh, with their their body maintenance and wanting to call themselves a man. Uh, it, it's it's absolutely obscene what we're seeing right now, um, and and what people are getting by with as far as. I'm going to call myself a man and, oh, yes, I'm going to have a baby. And don't you dare say that I'm not a man. It's just, I'm telling you, I I never thought, maybe, I feel like I'm turning into 80-year-old, you know, like, because when we were, when we were younger, we would kind of make fun of the the older people and they would be like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. Could you imagine if they saw the stuff we're seeing right now? I, 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 it blew my mind last night when I, so it looked like to me they're trying to put the women, a woman just back at home. Oh, look, women, you know, people can talk about different colors of people and and black and brown people and how mistreated they are. Historically, I don't know that there's any one entity that has been more displaced and unheard and set aside as a woman. And now, and now, and now they're trying to replace us in in every way. So I don't want y'all to have. <laughs> I was just wondering. I mean, it stunned me last night when I was watching the news and that popped up. Oh yeah, I was like, where'd they learn that from? I, I missed something. Well, don't look at the photos because you'll never sleep again. No, I ain't. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> uh, you have a good morning. All right, you too. I mean, it looks like something out of a a circus show. You know, for some of it. So we we live in a, a society now where a man can call himself a woman, even can win awards for. Um, it, it seems like it's not the other way around. I don't know of any any women who are being given international men awards or any women who are winning any trophies uh, trying to take over men's sports. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, I don't know of of any women who are going and winning Mr. Universe competitions or or anything like that. Uh, So it seems to be just a a bit one-sided for sure. And now we're in a country where they're saying, you know, a 12-year-old can make a decision that they're not really a girl, but they're really a boy. So we're going to go ahead and start taking those hormones and lopping our breasts off, and that's going to be okay. And... We shouldn't have to tell our parents about it, even though we've got other Democrats. This story coming out of Maryland now who are saying people under the age of 25 shouldn't be charged with felony murder because their brains aren't fully developed. This is what kills me about the Democratic Party is they'll turn around and they say and they'll say, you know, a man can be a woman and you can make that decision at an, at an early age and the parents can't have an input on it and then they'll come out this uh, one delegate charlotte crutchfield has introduced into the maryland general assembly what she's calling the youth accountability and safety act which would prohibit a person younger than 25 at the time of an offense from being convicted of first degree murder under the state's felony murder provisions Under those provisions, murder is classified as being in the first degree if it was committed during the attempted uh, perpetration of several specific crimes, 
rape, arson, robbery, burglary, carjacking, other serious offenses. The example they gave was like if someone is a getaway car and they run over and kill a pedestrian, that is considered quote unquote felony murder. As it should be. Just you you're committing a crime and you've murdered someone. With this proposal, um, which apparently has the support of several Democratic co-sponsors, anyone under the age of 25 who murders someone while trying to commit one of these other crimes shouldn't be charged with, with first-degree murder, a crime that in Maryland carries life imprisonment with or without the possibility of parole. Now, some people might argue that if you're committing rape, arson, robbery, burglary, carjacking, one of those things, that that shouldn't be considered first-degree murder anyway. And if that's your argument, fine. We can have that discussion. You know, yes, I wanted to rape the person, but I didn't want to murder them. Yes, I wanted to rob them, but I didn't intend to murder them. Um, And so I think you could argue some second degree with, with that, okay? But the reasoning for this is because they're saying their brain isn't developed enough to be held responsible for this. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that a 12-year-old can make forever permanent life-changing decisions and we have to pay for it with our tax money and then turn around and say that the human brain is not fully formed in the frontal lobe until the age of 25. It doesn't work that way. And we are remiss if we let it happen this way. You can't say at the age of 18, we can draft you to go to war, but you can't be held accountable for your actions criminally. We better wake up and start speaking out against this stuff. And we're going to see more of this, I'm sure. I have no doubt that we are definitely going to see more of these arguments moving forward. 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number. We're going to be back if you have something to weigh in on that with. In the meantime, let's talk about something more pleasant. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by FNL Market on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. And I had a listener who sent me a message. Uh, they had bought a, a pork shoulder and they just kind of bought it impromptu and then they weren't sure what to do with it. Um, this was the recipe that I sent them. I'm going to share it with you as well. You'll notice a theme a little bit this this uh, week. I gave you a recipe for some pork chops that had uh, apple with it. I just love that combination. It's so delicious. This is an apple cider braised pork shoulder that is super delicious. Now you're going to take a four to five pound pork shoulder, cut it into large pieces, preheat your oven to 325, and you're going to pat those pieces with a paper towel, season them liberally with salt and pepper. And uh, if you're using boneless pork, look for like four large pieces. If you're using bone-in, two pieces, uh, you know, are fine. Uh, Heat your oil in a large Dutch oven. Once it's hot, arrange the pork in a single layer. Sear it on all sides until you get a beautiful brown color. And repeat that on all sides. 
And then while the pork is seasoning, whisk together your apple cider, your apple cider vinegar, your broth, your Dijon, and some dehydrated minced onion and set that aside. And use some kitchen twine, tie together some rosemary and thyme in a bundle. Once that pork is browned all over, pour in the braising liquid, arrange the herbs and a whole head of garlic in the pot with the pork and cover it and place it in the oven. Braise it for about three hours or so. This is a great weekend recipe. Flip the pork halfway through. Once it's just shy of fork tender, remove it from the oven, arrange the onions and apples around the pork, cover it and return it to the oven for another 45 minutes to an hour. At that point, the pork is just gonna be super, super tender. Remove the pork, let it rest for about 30 minutes before you serve it. It is absolutely delicious. And like I say, a perfect recipe for the weekend. Apple cider braised pork shoulder. Check it out by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by Effendall Market where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Wow, she must be like dating a stairmaster. Have you not heard that song before? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. No, but it's okay. It's perky for a Friday. I like it. Our number eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. We've been uh, we've been talking about some interesting uh, proposals in Maryland, talking about how you know if you're twenty five, you shouldn't be able to be charged with felony murder because well your frontal lobes aren't completely developed at that point. Uh, got a text, said, uh, I did some training in Baltimore a few months ago. The prosecutors are not even charging for uh, these mob facts. They're also starting to charge the police officers aggressively when getting hands-on with felons. Uh, guys, this is bass backwards. I mean, we. this is not good. Not cool. Uh, also, Bear had some dating tips for men in light of some of the new trends with men getting the uh, Women of the of the Year awards. Says the uh, dating tip for men: first date, uh, take to a clinic for sex confirmation, <laughs> and perhaps some STD tests. If you're having to test for STDs on the first date, maybe you're not, maybe you're not trying to, you know, find your dates from the right place. I'm just, I'm just saying, we might, might want to be more careful about that. So, um, if you grew up in the '70s and you uh, and you watched Beretta, um, it's uh, kind of a sad day. Robert Blake passed away yesterday. He was 89 years old. Apparently, he died from uh, heart disease. They say he died at home with family around him, peacefully. And he said they spent his last few years listening to jazz music, playing his guitar, and watching classic movies. Uh, at one time, Robert Blake was hailed as one of the finest actors of his generation, um, m- most notably coming into prominence, I-, I guess, in Truman Capote's True Blood um, was when he really 
started making his his mark. He literally looked like uh, the the man that he portrayed in that true crime novel. Uh, of course, in later years, he was uh, uh, accused, tried, and acquitted in the killing of his wife, Bonnie Lee Blakely, who died outside of a, a Studio City restaurant in May of 2001. And uh, there's an interesting podcast on on that whole story. Uh, he's always been ominous that he had not killed his wife, and uh, the jury did find him not guilty in 2005. After he was acquitted, a civil jury did find him liable for her death and ordered him to pay $30 million, uh, and that was a judgment that sent him into, into bankruptcy. So earlier we were asking you if money could buy happiness. What did you end up deciding about that? Do you think money can buy happiness? Yeah. You think I so? I told you. It can, it can buy you enough happiness that you can build up the rest later as hmm. you go on. Uh, the thoughts of youth. Um, am well, I, Am I wrong? I, don't think, I think I think you're wrong, but um, no, I'm not saying it will buy you eternal happiness. I'm saying it will jumpstart you that you can get some t- like the short, basically have enough short-term happiness. I know what you're saying. You build your long-term. Happiness. I get it. I know what you're saying. But if you if you watch any of these documentaries about people who have won the lottery and who have come or even sports stars who have come in to great deals of money and then their lives have completely unraveled see the good news is i have a already have a financial manager it's my mother but that she doesn't control my money she just control no i swear she doesn't okay no i meant in terms of she always criticizes the purchases i make sometimes right so she will just keep me in check yeah that's what i meant by that well the study that they did can money really buy happiness um karis says i think money can buy you happiness but not joy okay Uh, according to this study there are a lot of people who think money can buy happiness but there is a nuance to consider a new research shows that there uh, is a correlation between more money and more happiness the study co-author says money can buy modestly higher happiness it's certainly not the secret to happiness there are a lot of different things that matter killingsworth a senior fellow at the wharton business school at the university of pennsylvania said money has its limitations it can never make a miserable person ecstatic but the research shows that a vast majority of people will be happier as their income rises I, I think that can be true just because there is less stress in their life if they know they have a roof over their head and they can pay their bills and they can feed their children. So, yeah, yeah that if that's what we're talking about, yes. Uh, they said the rising happiness is really tied to the increased control money affords people. The more money you have, the more you can live the life you want to live. New research published last week in the National Academy of Science Journal was born from two other studies that appeared to conflict. Uh, Daniel Kahneman, who was also part of the study, was involved in a widely cited 2010 paper that found people's day-to-day happiness leveled off once they earned $75,000 a year. 
11 years later, they published a study saying that there wasn't a plateau. I would say once you reach a certain point to where everything is covered, you know, that that probably would level off. Because then once you get to a certain level of wealth, then you feel like people are only your friends because you're wealthy and they aren't really there for you. And it's kind of complicated. They say the study used real-time data collected from participants and said they had a wide range of incomes up to about $500,000. And they say the uh, it was well executed, but suffered from a ceiling effect where most of the responses were at the scale maximum. And for the folks at the bottom of the happiness scale, their well-being flattens out even with more money. Interesting. I think I need to so, stop st- talking on this show because I, I put myself in traps a lot and I just did it again. <laughs> Why is your mom texting you? No, oh. <laughs> no, just because I realized I said it makes me seem like I'm like my mom controls my life and she doesn't. <laughs> okay. You seem like a loser. <laughs> I got bashed yesterday on the fast lane by Ed saying I'm lazy and now I bashed myself there. Lady to go, Trey. This is a good couple days. <laughs> you, are your, you are your own worst enemy, my friend. Well, yesterday Ed was my worst enemy, but today it's myself. Oh, today it's yourself. All right. Well, as long as it's not me. Coming up, we're going to be talking with Flint Engelman. He is with Americans for Prosperity and he has some good news for us. That's coming up after Bill Trofero and CBS News here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Rain chances through the first half of our Friday will clear out during the second half. Cool highs at 48. We'll turn blustery tonight with a low of 33. Sunshine Saturday, breezy. Highs at 55. Lows around 31 Saturday night. And on Sunday, a chance of rain, even some snow showers mixing in. High temperatures right around 43 degrees. Currently, we have 42 degrees in Lynchburg, some light rain falling, 41 in Bedford, 40 in Roanoke and Salem, 45 in Danville, 41 in Amherst, and 42 in Appomattox. So uh, it is Friday. we got more Friday funnies on the way for you. I also want to invite you to join me tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at Second Stage Amherst. We're going to be doing a, a radio show. It's called Live from Rose Ridge. We're going to be talking about a lot of those Appalachian uh, ballads, some of the uh, some modern ones and some ones from the past. And there's going to be some great storytelling. Salty Henderson's going to be there. Uh, he's going to spend some time with us. And uh, so we've got some really fantastic musicians and singers. And in the second part of the show, we're going to be doing a radio drama from 1946, just as it was done back in the day. 
and you'll be able to come in and be a part of that recording. Uh, tickets are $15, available online or at the door. Uh, seating is limited, though, so if you can get your ticket in advance, I would recommend that. There's only one show, and we're going to be doing it tomorrow at 6 o'clock at Second Stage in Amherst. It's on Second Street there in uh, the town of Amherst. We would love to see you there. We have with us this morning from Americans for Prosperity, Flint Engelman joining us this morning, talking about some of the legislative wins that we've had so far in 2023. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Glad to be on the air. Yeah, we're glad to have you with us. Now, uh, it's been 2023 has been an interesting year for sure. Um, it seems like only thing we see in the in the headlines are the things that are going wrong but you're here to talk about some of the things going right this morning some of the things are going right and uh what our organization americans for prosperity would like to you know make a commitment towards uh focusing on education choice energy reforms and economic opportunity uh we we did have uh some significant wins we spent a lot of our time on uh, education savings accounts when we took activists into uh, uh, the General Assembly to lobby on behalf of that to move that forward. Uh, but we worked on other areas as well. Uh, there's an occupational licensing bill we passed, which is a three-year effort by our organization. Um, it, it grants reciprocity uh, to uh, folks that have occupations from beauticians to HVAC, you name it. Uh, they're moving into Virginia and also have a license. They've been practicing and, and experienced in their field. And when they would come into Virginia previously, uh, they would have to go through the, the, the uh, uh, licensure process and spend potentially thousands of dollars uh, of their own money to just get a license in Virginia, uh, a trade that they already had. Mm -hmm. And this would allow us to look at other states recognize that license, and let them come into Virginia and start work immediately. Um, so this was a great win for our workforce in Virginia. Yeah. Um, and uh, also for uh, a lot of military spouses. Virginia's got you know a lot of military, right. especially at Hampton Roads. A lot of those uh, um, folks have uh, some great trades. Uh, they're used to moving around a lot. And so they can come into Virginia and, and, uh, and help us out right here with their economy. Yeah, now that that's definitely good news because that it does impact a lot of people in the Commonwealth for sure. Absolutely, um, we we did have uh, another victory uh, on restoring uh, the state corporation commissions uh, oversight authority. Uh, there have been power companies in Virginia for years that have been kind of circumventing the process when they wanted to do a rate increase uh, for power rates in Virginia. Uh, they were taking bills through the General Assembly. Uh, to push through uh, rate increases. Uh, so basically they were going around the SEC. Uh, what this bill does is restore that authority so they go through the proper channels uh, so uh, rates are reviewed properly and uh, taxpayers of Virginia are, uh, are taken good care of. Well, heaven knows we, we need all the help we can get with that as the, the final dates are, are approaching for tax season. So that, that's right. That's for sure. Uh, what are what are some other uh, wins? Things that we could be excited okay. about? Well, we have our uh, our pathway for Virginia's future uh, tour coming through Virginia. Uh, we're stopping in five localities 
from Richmond, Virginia Beach, uh, Lynchburg, uh, Fredericksburg, and Stanton uh, this coming week to talk about uh, our uh, uh, commitment to Virginia uh, for education choice, uh, to continue our effort to that. So we have a student-focused uh, education system with uh, parental choice. And then uh, on energy, we want to focus on that. There's a lot of bills that are passed in the last several years, the past uh, governor's administration, that really put a lot of mandates, uh, especially like the uh, electronic vehicle mandates uh, that uh, are still in place. And a lot of those are, are putting a lot of burden on Virginia uh, uh, homeowners with their mm-hmm. uh, their electrical rates uh, going up. Uh, oh, it's, we have had focus. bills from our listeners that have <laughs> approached a thousand dollars for a month. Absolutely, so crazy. What we're trying to do is is, is repeal a lot of that legislation that's that's triggered a lot of those increases. There's a greenhouse gas emissions uh, bill that needs to be repealed. Uh, the, the so-called Virginia Clean Energy uh, Act uh, also has a lot of mandates, including that electric vehicle uh, mandate uh, attached to, of all places, the California Air Board. Which is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, we have work to do. We understand that. But uh, uh, we're also working on, on the economic side to reduce taxes in Virginia, um, make us more competitive. Our corporate and our small business taxes are just too high, and it makes us less competitive uh, with states to our south, like uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, are, are really, you know, people look for opportunity in Virginia. And if taxes are too high, jobs are not where they need to be, they're going to go elsewhere. So we need to make Virginia more economically strong, uh, and we want, we want to reduce as much government regulation as possible. So if people want to become involved with the work that you all are doing, what's the, the best way for them to do that? Well, we, we'd like to invite them to come out to our uh, Pathway for Virginia's Future event in Lynchburg uh, coming up this Tuesday, March 14th. It's at T4 Tactics on Timberlake Road there in Lynchburg uh, at 6 p.m. I will be talking about all these initiatives uh, and what we're going to be working on for the next three to five years here in Virginia. Uh, so that's, that's your next local opportunity for you to get involved with us. Uh, they can also get to a website we have, pathwayforva.com, pathwayforvirginia.com, uh, for more information about all these initiatives and uh, our tour stops as well. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Flint Engelman, he is with Americans for Prosperity, talking about some legislative wins, actually, this morning, and that's always a good thing. We're going to be back with uh, more of your headlines right now. How about a Friday Funny? Listen, my parents are great. I love them to death. Wonderful people. But... um, Neither one of them went to college. (laughs) It's actually not that big a deal. (laughs) But it does mean that uh, I basically graduated with an early 1970s high school education. (laughs) 
So I did go to college. And I remember my first day, some guy comes up to me, hands me a flyer, and he's like, hey man, you wanna do something about global warming? And I was like, hey man, I'm not sure what that is, but would you like to get our boys out of Vietnam? Oh, jeez. What about that? I wonder what mom and dad think about this, uh, about this comedy routine. They probably don't think too much about it. I don't know. Uh, so one of the stories that has been in the forefront, at least for some people this week, is some of the new footage that has been showing up uh, around about January 6th and where we see Capitol Police actually calmly um, escorting Buffalo Bill around the Capitol and actually putting him in place for photo ops. What's up with that? We're going to take a look at that story when we return here on The Morning Jam. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. The Morning Jam. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Good morning, guys. Welcome to Friday, 866-916-3776. That's our toll-free number. I'd love to hear from you. You are blowing up the text line. I'd love for you to give me a call this morning. I know it's hard, but but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear excuses. Give me a call. Um, we were talking about some of the behind-the-scenes videos that are now coming out about January 6th. Uh, after a lot of people have already been, you know, in jail for years at this point. Tucker Carlson has uh, been sharing this story. And uh, QAnon Shaman's mom, I call him Buffalo Bill, um, she is making the rounds talking about this new footage that has come out and how uh, Jacob Chansley of Arizona uh, was jailed on multiple counts following the riot. Here's a little bit from... Uh, Tucker on this story. Well, now we know that the Biden administration created that perception that this man should be killed and then broke the law specifically to destroy the life of American citizen and naval veteran Jacob Chansley, who again remains in prison tonight. The question is what happens next? Martha Chansley is Jacob Chansley's mother. William Shipley is his attorney and they join us tonight. Martha Chansley, thank you so much. First to you, What's it like? What has it been like for the last 26 months to see people like Steve Schmidt of the Lincoln Project on television calling for the killing of your son? What has it been like? That's, it's an awful thing to say. That's, it, it's horrible. I, it, I can't even, I, honestly, I can't even imagine even saying that for somebody who just walked through open doors. Yes. Right? I, how does it feel to know that the U.S. government, the Biden administration, hid this evidence and on the basis of that lie and crime sent your son to prison for years? It's upsetting. It's upsetting. It should have come out all two years ago. That yeah. should have come out two years ago. He's, he's an innocent man. Everything that he said that he did is true that he walked through open doors. He was es escorted through the, the halls in the Senate. 
And part of the reason why he was es escorted was because he volunteered to help them. Uh, he said that he saw people in the Senate and that he wanted to help them uh, in any way he could. Yeah. And that's well, why, part of the reason why he was led around. It's very <laughs> obvious. Mr. Shipley, thank you for joining us tonight. So this show confirmed thank today. thank you. Uh, well, of course. We confirmed today that the Capitol Police turned over all the video, including the video you just saw of Jacob Chansley, your client, to the FBI right after January 6th. So the FBI had this videotape and they withheld it from his initial lawyer in his defense. How is he still in prison tonight? That's a well, great question. In, in the, <laughs> Sorry, am is. I supposed to say or is, is No, I was, well, I was just asking uh, the attorney here as a legal matter, how is this, okay. how is your son still behind bars? Well, Jake did not have a lot of um, post-conviction options. Uh, the plea agreement that Albert Watkins talked him into signing waived all of his appeal rights. Wow. So he had no opportunity to go to the Circuit Court of Appeals to raise any issues connected to his conviction. He had limited rights to challenge the uh, performance of uh, Albert Watkins as his lawyer. When I came into the case, that's the first subject I began discussing with him was uh, my criticisms of what Watkins talked him into doing. I mean, it's just, allowed. it's an unbelievable thing. If you watch the video um, of, of how he's basically, and we say this all the time, when things are taken out of context, um, it, it's just amazing how they can make things appear. And for this not to have come out, for the FBI to have this, um, it really, I mean, I've heard people call, January 6th, uh, a witch hunt before. And I have very conflicting feelings because I, I do believe you have the right to stand up and speak for, for what you believe in. But I also think it needs to be done in the, in the right way. And I don't think we, we should be rabid about it. Um, but this absolutely is not right. And then that plea agreement, what kind of hot mess is that? And this is a veteran. Now, granted, he looks pretty wackadoodle in the uh in the in the videos with his, you know, bare chested big horns and furs and, and all of that. But they they literally just led him into the Capitol. This was not somebody bullying his way in he wasn't fighting he wasn't combative this is not okay that this is going on uh and yet shy of tucker carlson and fox news nobody's really talking about it we had the story earlier this week that uh we were talking about the capitol policeman had been there for 20 years and he was never even called to testify and his comments were, were there some people there behaving badly, doing things that they, they shouldn't have been doing, and, and they were intent on not doing good things? Yes, there were. But there were a lot of others who had no intention of destroying anything. They wanted their voices to be heard. Um, but nobody talks about that. Mm, I don't know. Well, here on a more positive note, I promised I was going to get something in every quarter hour. I know you're a big Jeopardy watcher. The uh, Jeopardy contestant's reaction to an incorrect answer has uh, has gone viral. 
college students Justin Bolson and Stephanie Pearson were competing Monday in the high school reunion tournament that you referenced earlier. And Bolson was asked a question about black history. The clue read, from 1936 to 1967, this colorful guide aided African Americans in traveling safely during segregation. And which is the Green Book. Yeah. Okay. He, I remember this. And he incorrectly answered, "What is the Black Book?" Yeah, but it, to be to his to his fairness, it like there was a pause and like no one knew the answer, and then he he chimed in and said he just like you could tell he was guessing. He was like black. That's a, it's even a movie. Just saying. And then and then she said green. The cameraman then cut to Pearson, who had an unimpressed look on her face. TikTok user was like, girl, same. Ironically, that's who won the whole thing. Justin, the guy who said black. Oh, oh, the guy? Last night won the whole thing. It came down to like the last final. They did two rounds and it came down to like the wager and the final Jeopardy. Well, some of the the tweets were were pretty funny. (laughs) It's better to be silent and thought a fool than to speak and confirm it, one said. Uh, One person said, to be honest, it's not a bad guess. Another one said, I was waiting for him to say Harriet Tubman. This my, is giving me a South Park energy Wheel of Fortune episode, one joked. My my first thought when I read the question was Underground Railroad, so I, I would argue that his guess was better than mine because it had to be a color. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I definitely knew that one. That one I did know. So, there you have it. I, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch it now. Um but interesting that he did go on to win the whole thing. So that was kind of cool, I guess. So there's that. Um, more good news as we have, uh, you know, did you ever do the whole, um, you know, the whole thing when you were a kid? You did your science fair projects and things like that when you were a kid. Do you even remember the science fair projects that you did yeah, I had when do, you were a kid? Um... I did a couple, like, I had to do them in middle school. You had to do, like, a, a science project. Like, I think I did um, what I wanted to do, and they wouldn't let me, and I wanted to do it for the longest time, was, you know, the Mentos and Coke. She said it was a demonstration, but, like, I wanted to do the different sodas and see which soda would do the highest. Diet Coke. I figured yeah, as much. right. But she wouldn't let me do it, so I ended up doing, like... Um, My kids had interesting ones. I did a the bounce, like, which ball would bounce the highest. So my, I got like a tennis ball. My daughter did comparisons of of how much good food you could eat, healthy food compared to junk food. Uh, she tracked her her steps to see you know how much more. And of course now she's in fitness, which is hysterical. Um, and so she literally had this display of all of this you know the fruits and veg you could have compared to like a bowl of Cheetos. And she actually won a ribbon for that. Uh, so a lot of people do, you know, the, the little the little things there. This 12-year-old girl, for her science fair project, invented an edible water bottle. Nice. I mean, that if that doesn't make smart. you feel like a, a slacker, I don't know what would. Um, across the world, humans purchase about 1.3 billion single-use plastic water bottles. But this little girl started noticing how many of those plastic water bottles ended up on the shoreline, and she felt like there needed to be a change, so she created an echo bottle. And she uh, she she won for her concept. And um, I hope so. 
Well, she didn't win the top prize, though. Top prize. That went to a 14-year-old who invented a robotic hand to use in situations that may be too dangerous for humans, such as natural disasters. What school is this? I know. (laughs) It's crazy. Xavier, well, this Xavier. was after she went on to to uh, okay. at the it's state like a... science fair. So, oh. so at least, but still, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So she made her her edible water bottle out of water, lemon juice, calcium lactate, xanthan gum, and something else I can't pronounce. And it's a a gel pouch that won't break and hold up to three fourths of a cup of water. And would last in the fridge for three weeks. You go, girl. <sighs> I believe the children are our future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. That's what I say. That's what I decided long ago. We've got your news coming up with WDBJ7. It's on the way here on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Rain chances through the first half of our Friday will clear out during the second half. Cool highs at 48. We'll turn blustery tonight with a low of 33. Sunshine Saturday, breezy. Highs at 55. Lows around 31 Saturday night. And on Sunday, a chance of rain, even some snow showers mixing in. High temperatures right around 43 degrees. Currently 42 in Lynchburg and Bedford, 45 in Danville, 41 in Roanoke and Salem, 41 in Amherst, 43 in Appomattox. We have got all kinds of rain uh, out there this morning. I, uh, I grew up in Texas, uh, right outside of San Antonio, so I was born and raised. And uh, I don't know how much you know about San Antonio, but it's about 65% Hispanic. It's a wonderful city. Uh, but growing up, uh, a lot of the kids called me Weddo. I don't know if that's a term you've heard, Weddo. I heard it so much growing up, I just assumed it was Spanish for Jeremy. <laughs> it's not. It's actually Spanish for white boy, which is English for Jeremy. So, <laughs> wasn't completely wrong. He is pretty a lot white. Of Jeremy's uh, here tonight. I will admit, pretty white. Hey, a couple of, uh, of stories out of Bedford. The crews in Bedford uh, battling some some brush fires. They're probably happy about this rain. Uh, that we're seeing. We had uh, a fire on Fontella Road yesterday morning, uh, and then while on the way, they received a a call that the mountain there was on fire. And um, that's when Boonesboro Volunteer Fire Company was called to provide aid. That company arrived uh, on the scene, found two separate fires burning on the mountain, and they worked through the uh, early morning hours. We still don't know exactly what caused those fires, um, and then we had a Bedford firefighter who was injured during a, a fire at a mobile home fire on Thursday. And um, they were dispatched to Union Church Road for that and said the uh, apparently the injured firefighter uh, 
was was cut as he was as he was fighting that fire. Um, and they don't have word on what caused that fire yet either. Although I will say this year we have had fewer fires than we have in the past because um, it just hasn't been as cold this year. So I think that definitely has made a difference with uh, wood stoves and things like that. Um, but still, we've seen quite a few this week anyway. If you're driving around in Campbell County, uh, a bridge there was uh, closed after a truck ended up off the bridge and in the water. That happened around 1030 in the uh, Concord area, Red Oak School Road. The uh, Concord Volunteer Fire Department there was dispatched to a truck that went off the bridge and overturned. I mean, it was it was roofed down in the creek. Uh, fortunately, the driver did make it out. And um, they didn't need the, the you know, rescue teams or anything like that. Looks like it's it's fairly shadow, shallow, although the whole cab is is down in the water. I'm not sure how that would even happen. I mean, it looks like he drove right through the wooden railings and just flipped over into the creek. They did have to bring in a hazmat trailer because they have fuel leaking from the vehicle into the creek. And, uh, and they said they did use boons to catch the fuel leaking downstream. Uh, the spill was contained, scene turned over to the state police, and, and, then they, uh, and then they were able to get the truck out of, uh, of the creek there. And they had a, a, a detour in place. And, and it may still be in, in place because now the bridge is damaged. So I don't know how long that could be in place and and looks like that is going to be closed until the repairs are completed they're still not sure exactly how it ended up in in the um in the creek so i'm sure they're trying to get more information on that so if you do utilize that bridge in your everyday travels now there's a detour on route 651 which is bear creek road to new chapel road to nolan's mill road and then back on to Red Oak School Road. That's going to be a pain in the butt for some people. They're not going to be happy about that one. And I really can't say that I that I blame them too much. That would be a little, little bit annoying. Uh, if you're ever wondering why Mean Girls are the popular girls, and they everybody can name a Mean Girl from high school and college that somehow still managed to be very popular and it seems like everybody wants to be in the popular crowd even if they're not nice there was even a film made about it a new study that's been published revealed that making friends with unkind people is a means of protection i guess that's where the term frenemy comes from which i think is just really sad the whole idea of having a frenemy makes me sad but i think if we're honest all of us have them they're people that you kind of have to keep at arm's length a little bit researchers at oklahoma state university found that both men and women sometimes prefer friends who are likely to be vicious toward their enemies hmm like your own personal bodyguard is that what we're saying since our friends often 
interact with others, both positively and negatively. The study suggested that there should be varying preferences, not only for how our friends behave towards us, but for how our friends behave towards other people. The study surveyed individuals in student and non-student communities And the research revealed that although most people want friends who are kind and trustworthy, people sometimes prefer friends who are more vicious than they are friendly. For instance, toward one's enemies. So occasionally you just kind of got to let them off the chain and let them go do their thing. Says the benefits of friendship depend in part on how much one's friends value one's self relative to others. And thus that friend's behavior towards others can influence one's only outcome the study says specifically people seem to prefer friends to behave in ways that maximize the friendship benefits one receives both via direct behavior and indirect behavior many friendship patterns and the types of people we're attracted to begin in childhood were you friends with a mean kid no i guess yeah i i i don't does that mean i was it I, I know. Well, no, I, no, I'm not. It's funny that you say that because I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Because I I could let anybody could say anything to me and I usually did not respond. I wouldn't give them the pleasure of responding. But if they were ugly to my friend, I could verbally, you know, annihilate them pretty quickly. So, but I don't think I was. I mean, I very rarely bust that out. Nah, she I very rarely person. has to come out. So I don't know. Hmm. I hope not. But I think we all know. Look, I've got a couple of friends who are very kind and sweet people, but you do not want to get on their bad side. They both happen to be redheads. But uh, and, and 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 it is like trying to hold back a chihuahua if they do get worked up. But I don't know that I would call them mean girls. But but they don't take any gruff off anybody gotcha that's for sure uh we have just enough time to get some more friday funnies in uh, uh in just a little bit so we're we're definitely going to have that uh for you and i've been promising you uh some some nice news uh, at least every quarter hour um so i've been trying to to get that in we had the story about the uh the 12 year old who created the edible water bottle that one's kind of hard to to beat but i think this one is timely in that we've got uh, all the things going on with the train derailment and it seems so dire uh in that part of ohio that that they're dealing with that train derailment um here's a story about the national park service who acquired a dump in 1985 it was literally a toxic wasteland it was filled with rusty metal and contaminated chemicals, and after decades-long et- et- efforts, it's part of Ohio's Val- uh, Chaguga Valley National Park. And now it's home to flourishing wildflowers uh, and salamanders and toads and bald eagles, and it's really beautiful. 45 acres of land that they have completely turned around. It was first operated as a privately owned operation in the 40s and it had all kinds of industrial waste if anything would make you encouraged to think that you could really take areas like that and turn them around this would be one of those transformations that makes you think it's it's possible 
Now, how much did it cost to turn that around? They're not saying in the article. But I, I will say for them to be able to take something so toxic and turn it in to something so beautiful that is uh, is existing and is a really strong ecosystem is pretty impressive. No doubt. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam. Hope you're having a happy Friday so far. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. No, I liked uh, I liked growing up in Texas. It's uh, it's a great place, especially if you're homeschooled, because most people can't tell. <laughs> Listen, we were called the Lone Star State for a reason. It was by the Department of Education, and it was our rating. Okay, that's... Oh, oh my gosh. He's not going to be We've the spokesperson. We've a lot of stereotypes down there. Uh, we have. I, uh, I learned a little while ago that in Norway, they use Texas as another word for crazy. <laughs> And I read this, I was like, no way. So I did some more Googling. It's absolutely true. They've been doing it for a long time. I also learned while I was Googling that in Texas, a lot of people have been using Norway as another word for Finland, <laughs> Iceland, Denmark, Ikea. Oh my gosh. Well, if they're using Texas as the term for crazy, they obviously haven't learned about Florida. Yet. Yeah, I so, was going to say. Well, I, mean, I mean, if I had to choose between Florida and Texas, I would take Florida every every time. You know, I think most people would agree with that. Uh, one thing that Republican voters are agreeing on, at least in Iowa, is they have nearly equal favorable views of former President Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. That is a, uh, according to a highly anticipated public opinion survey in the state whose caucuses lead off the GOP presidential nominating calendar. Trump's not going to like that. 80% of Republicans questioned in the Des Moines Register Iowa poll released early this morning say they have a very or most favorable view of Trump with 75% saying the same thing about DeSantis, who has seen his standing with conservatives nationwide soar over the past three years. However, the poll highlighted that the former president's favorable ratings in Iowa have steadily declined since peaking a year and a half ago. And the percentage of Iowa Republicans who say they would definitely vote for him if he were the nominee has plummeted 20 percentage points. Trump lost his third presidential campaign in November with former two-term South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley declaring her candidacy last month, becoming the first major Republican to join the former president in the race for the nomination. Haley, who served as ambassador to the United Nations during the Trump administration, stands at 53% very or most favorable 
in the survey. Four in ten questioned in the poll did not know enough about Haley to form an opinion. Political pundits expect DeSantis and former Vice President Mike Pence to launch White House campaigns later this year, but both currently remain on the 2024 sidelines. Two-thirds of respondents said they had very or most favorably views of the former Vice President as well. The poll's release comes as DeSantis arrives in Iowa for his first ever visit and just three days before Trump returns. This will be DeSantis's first cycle to any of the early voting states, and he'll also meet with GOP state lawmakers at the Capitol in Des Moines. So there you go. I don't know. Of corn. I would think so. How could you not? Your point. North Carolina making some changes. Say they're going to tougher toughen up and have more severe punishments for rioters. Lawmakers approved the for the second time in three years a measure created in response to destructive demonstrations in 2020 following the George Floyd situation. House Bill 40 now awaits the signature of Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, who vetoed a similar bill approved by the GOP-controlled General Assembly in 21. Republicans gained enough seats in November to override Cooper's veto as long as one Democrat joins them and the GOP remains united. The bill aims to protect the First Amendment rights of peaceful protesters while keeping them, law enforcement, and property owners safe from violence during angry riots. Six House Democrats, including a chief sponsor of the bill, voted in support of the measure last month. In the Senate on Thursday, lawmakers passed the bill 2716. Senator Mary Wiles Bode was the lone Democrat to vote in favor. House Speaker Tim Moore advocated for the bill both times it was proposed, noting current laws did not deter rioting and looting in downtown Raleigh in June of 2020. And he urged the governor to sign the common common sense bill into law without delay. Well, these cities are going to have to do something because, I mean, we have basically professional rioters going from town to town trying to destroy them. And if you don't want your town to end up like Portland, you better be taking it very seriously. So hopefully they will get together and they'll get that straight sooner rather than later. We've had a very mild winter, so none of the stranded on uh, the major highways and like we had last year. We had a little bit of that going on. Uh, California, certainly a different story as they have just been getting slammed with snow. An elderly man was rescued after he survived for almost a week alone in his car after he was stuck in a snowstorm. You want to know what the difference is? In generations, this dude is 81 years old, and he survived for a week in the middle of the snow in his car. Jerry Jarrett says he survived with a few snacks that were in his car and by occasionally eating snow. He was stranded after he tried to drive from his mountain home in Big Pine to his family home in Gardnerville, Nevada. 
His grandson said that Jurat thought he could beat the coming snowstorm. Didn't didn't quite end that way. Unprepared for the weather, Jurat kept himself warm with only a light windbreaker jacket, a quilt, and a bath towel. Temperatures regularly dropped into the teens every night. He survived uh, on candy and croissants. Hey, at least there's some carbs in there. He was taken to the hospital where, crazy enough, he showed no signs of hypothermia. He was rescued after a helicopter saw his car and saw an arm waving out of the window. Three feet of snow fell during the multiple snowstorms. The storms, which lasted for about a week, knocked out power to thousands, left many people stranded. Good for you, sir. Good for you. Okay. You know, we live in a, a time and a day and age where it's, uh, it's easy to be suspicious about everything. But officials in Canada say that one suspicious man who offered chocolate to a little boy did not have any nefarious intentions. He was participating in Random Acts of Kindness Day. You got to be careful with that. You got to be careful who you're who you're being friendly with. I'm just saying. Better safe than sorry, though. The Hanover police were investigating the man who reportedly pulled over and tried to give a box of chocolates to a boy walking home from school. Police say the student declined, but the man insisted, saying he could give them to his mother instead. Upon further investigation, uh, the man had genuine and pure intentions and just wanted to spread some joy that day. So here's a tip. If you're wanting to spread joy and you're a dude, don't do that. Don't go up and say, hey, little boy or little girl, would you like some candy? Because that's just classic weirdo. You know? Likewise, if you're a guy, maybe don't just like kind of go up to women that you don't know and say... Hey, I think you're beautiful. Would you like to come see my etchings? That's also not going to go over well. Maybe be kind in a different way. Maybe take some food to a pet rescue. Or a homeless shelter. Or a homeless shelter, yeah. I can understand how the kid was creeped out by that. I mean, that that is classic creeper. Guys, have a great weekend. Hope to see you tomorrow at 6 at Second Stage in Amherst for Live from Rose Ridge. Join us if you can. Have a fantastic weekend. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.